I don't know about you, but my absolute favorite thing in the world is news of even a potential synod of the church. That truly fills my heart with a kind of joy that can only be described as abject terror. Nothing these days worries me more than the concept of bishops gathered in large numbers trying to make decisions for the church. And what would this synod be called to do? Well, I'm going to tell you that this at the start of First Deadly Sin Month of 2020, so you can take a guess. I'll go into this in greater detail in a moment. It's sufficient to say for a moment that the winds of revolution are in the air, not only in the streets of major American, Canadian, and UK cities now, but also in the church. Again. So let's dive into this, because as we've seen, the revolutionary doesn't sleep, and what these bishops are promoting is another revolution in the church. But first, I wanted to thank everyone who has in the past couple of months either clicked that join button or decided to support the channel through Subscribestar, Patreon, or directly in the old-fashioned way. It is truly appreciated, especially in these uncertain times. Everyone who subscribes to this channel is in my prayers, and your support is always humbling. If you'd like to support the channel on a recurring basis, options for that are in the description of this video. Thanks again, and God bless. We turn to Novena News for the story. Buckle up, because I'm certain that Pastor Jimmy Martin is getting his glitter out. Headline, German bishops had once world synod on ordination of women. Blessings for redacted couples. Yes, I redacted that. They're James Martin Bridge building couples. Skittles couples, if you will. More of the same from these folks. The piece is written by someone calling himself Cameron Duty. The German bishops are seeking a world synod to cover a myriad of heterodox issues. Remember, this is while trads are infighting right now. Let's look at the issues that the author bullet points for us. Quote, Whatever arises synodically must also be answered synodically. Is that even a word? Demand for women priests there in the middle of the church. James Martin Catholics suffer from lack of church recognition of their relationships. Shared Eucharist with Protestants possible according to conscience. Synodal path swamped by the affliction. Ongoing skepticism. End quote. That's the summary provided by the author. Now, I have to ask, will the institutional church be recognizable if this happens? Or would this lead to schism? Keep that thought in your mind while we go into some of this in greater detail. As always, the sources can be found linked on the sources blog at returntotradition.org linked in the description of this podcast. Germany has been having its own internal synod of bishops, which, by the way, Rome, at the direction of Pope Francis, told them to stop doing. They kept on anyway, with no consequences. Apparently this was too much even for Francis. Ponder that for a moment, and remember their synod while you do. Quote, Botzing, the Bishop of Limburg, revealed he was very much in favor of conveying to Rome the insights and decisions which we gather on the synodal path. Especially, he added, in terms of women and the ministry, which along with the separation of powers in the church, sexual morality and priestly life today is one of the four topics for discussions in the synodal path forums. Whatever arises synodically must also be clarified and answered synodically, Batsing explained with regards to his idea of a global synod, adding that this principle of taking decisions collegially has been strengthened under Pope Francis. Demand for women priests is there, in the middle of the church. Batsing, who was the co-president of the Synodal Path Forum on Sexual Morality before becoming Bishop's Conference Chairman, 
has made no secret of his desire to improve the lot of women in the church. Interesting wording. Making that improvement a priority of his tenure immediately after assuming office in early March. End quote. The German Bishop Synod has been extremely heterodox in nature. We often complain about the secularization of the church and the influence of both classical liberalism and socialism in the church, but this takes this nonsense to a whole new level of madness. Note the logic of this. The ordination of women in direct contradiction of sacred scripture is needed because of a demand in the church, according to his logic. That is the thinking of democracy, of the masses, of the mob, not of the church. It's not the thinking of the church as the kingdom of Christ on earth. The church has since the 1960s been beset by people who want to emphasize the will of the people. It's part of the heresy of Americanism, which is itself a heresy, part of the heresy of modernism. As if the desires of the laity outside of receiving the sacraments and pursuing orthodox religion really matter all that much. These men are princes of the church, not presidents or parliamentarians of the church, and they should have the courage to embrace everything that implies. But it gets better. Check this absolute rejection of papal authority. Quote, And although popes, most notably John Paul II and even Francis, have apparently shut the door to women's ordination, according to Batsing, that doesn't mean the debate on the issue is over. The papal diktat that women priests are a closed question cannot mean that the question of the ordination of women is not discussed further, Batsing argued. The German bishop's president cited as reasons for his call to keep discussing women's ordination the fact that the demand for women priests is there in the middle of the church, as well as the fact that the church arguments against ordaining women are, in many cases, no longer accepted. End quote. You know, there is a real debate as to whether John Paul II invoked papal infallibility in his famous declaration that closed the case for women's ordination. The language he used is extremely similar to what his predecessors used when making the very rare infallible declaration, going back several centuries. As an aside, the First Vatican Council did not invent papal infallibility. There are people who mistakenly believe that. Anyway, some scholars say that his, his declaration there was infallible, although some others say it was not. Again, there's a debate going on. Francis seems to be on the side that says it was at least a closed question, as evident by his stacking of the recent commission he established with theological conservatives to examine this issue. He stacked it with theological conservatives. Again. But Botsing rejects that, and seems to implicitly reject papal infallibility in favor of an infallibility of the democratic will of the laity. This is the road to disaster in the church, or maybe it's disaster upon disaster. And after we look at one more thing, he said, we'll see where this leads. But now we get to the embrace of the Pastor Jimmy Martin of the church, Jesuit church lifestyle, or what I've often sometimes called the San Francisco lifestyle or the Berlin lifestyle. Quote, James Martin Catholics suffer from lack of church recognition of their relationships. Botzing is also known as a staunch defender of the rights of the um, Skittles people, asking as recently as last month, for example, if a Skittles couple lives with faithfulness, can't we say their relationship is blessed by God? That concern for Skittles Catholics is also something the German bishop's chairman is also seeking to take to the Vatican for a possible future worldwide synod, since quite a few Skittles believers suffer from the fact that their relationship does not receive full church recognition. Like divorced and remarried couples who are still too often excluded from ecclesial life, many Skittles faithful are waiting for a sign from the church in the form of a blessing on their relationships, Botzing acknowledged. End quote. 
I sometimes feel like I'm the only one who notices that this is about endorsing and normalizing one of the sins that the Bible says clearly cries out to heaven for vengeance. Not that it cries out to heaven for bridge building, but for vengeance. But it must be done, obviously, because the people demand it. And when you accept liberalism in any form or socialism, then the will of the people must be adhered to. It comes with the territory. This is what modernism looks like. But this embracing of the democratic will has already led to disaster. Germany is shedding believers. Some because the church isn't liberal enough, and others because they're saturated in a culture of atheism, and the church in Germany is not being a witness for Christ. Headline from LifeSite. New stats show record number leaving the Catholic Church in German diocese. The previous record number of departures was in 1992. Let's dive into this. Quote, More than 10,000 people from the German Archdiocese of Munich and Friesing officially left the Catholic Church in 2019, with the compulsory church tax in Germany thought to be a key reason for the record number. Catholic News Agency reports that the Munich Statistical Office has informed them that 10,744 Catholics formally withdrew from the church in 2019. The previous record number of departures for the diocese came in 1992 with 9,010 people officially leaving the church. Research by a Bavarian public broadcaster published earlier this year indicated that among the most common reasons for Catholics in Germany, officially leaving the Catholic Church was to avoid paying the church tax, with also many citing clerical abuse scandals that they no longer regularly attend the church. The church tax, or Kirchensteuer, is levied upon Roman Catholics, quote-unquote old Catholics, Lutherans, two other Protestant communions, and the uh, Hebrews. The revenue was once kept by the German government for the upkeep of religious buildings and payment of ministers' salaries, but it is now given directly to the governing bodies of these religious communities. The Kirchenstauer represents 8-9% to of an individual's annual income tax, depending on where in Germany he lives. Germans and foreign residents can opt out of the church tax by going to a government office or courthouse, signing documents stating that they are no longer members of their religion and paying a fee, end quote. And if you do that, you no longer have access to the sacraments. Oops. Social justice reasons are also often cited as well, according to other sources, and that is the hallmark of the thinking of that botsing here is going with. This begs the question, maybe the church should get out of bed with the leftist government of Germany. I know, Merkel's party is laughably called the conservative party there, but that is only an indictment of the state of Germany more than anything else. The real hunger in the world now is for Jesus Christ and his church. People want the truth, even if they don't know it themselves. A spiritual hunger is for someone to lead them out of the ever-growing present darkness in the world. The things dominating the headlines right now are proof positive that the world needs Christ. The world needs the hierarchy of the church to stand up and do battle, to tell the truth when they do stand up and speak on these issues, or to resign if they are incapable, so that they can make way for men of goodwill and strong faith who will bring the light of Christ to this world that is spiraling out of control. Do these bishops see that? One has to wonder. If you don't think the world is spiraling out of control, just go look at what's going on in the news right now. That article from Novena News continues on to discuss the need to basically open the Eucharist to practically anyone who wants it. To put it bluntly, they're arguing for expanding sacrilegious communion. In addition to their calls for democracy, they're calling for essentially watering down the core of the faith into meaninglessness. Where are the, are the bishops of goodwill to stand up against this? There are still a handful of decent ones left in Germany. Pray that they take a public stand in opposition to this madness. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. And 
please pray for the church and pray for peace in this world suddenly plunging itself into overt violence. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.